Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are back diving into the Netflix bargain bin. We're just living in it right now. Oh my god, yeah. We are just like living in a closed down blockbuster that Netflix has bought out and filled with the most kind of, uh, I, I don't even the know, most, formulaic. The most mid shit. It's mid. It's deeply mid, yeah. It's not all bad. It's just, it's mid at least. Which sometimes bad is more interesting to me than mid because you can really like hold on to the grit of something that sucks. But something that's just kind of vaguely mid, there's less to just, like, hook your claws into. Exactly, yeah. And that's exactly how I feel about To All The Boys 2. P.S. I Still Love You. Just to clarify, I'm not talking about the first one. The first one is great. I had a lovely time. We're not going to cover it on the show. And also, the first one is directed by Susan Johnson. The next two, which, yes, we're doing both of these, are... Directed by some man named Michael Fimognari, and these are like his only directing credits is to all the boys two and three. So uh, apparently both most known for being a cinematographer for Mike Flanagan project. So like, oh, wow. Doctor Sleep, Midnight Mass, Gerald's Game, Oculus. Um, I, so I just, I kind of just feel like this guy is on the payroll at Netflix and they just wanted to pay less money because that's what it seems like to me. Oh, for sure. I mean, Netflix loves to have a stable of workers that they just kind of move around like chess pieces. That's definitely a thing. But, you know, all the faves are back. We got Lana Condor, who has one of the most adorable faces I've ever seen in my life. It's oh, ridiculous just looking at cutie. it. It's we so love her. cute. We got, we got Noah Centineo. Centineo. I'm sorry. I... I was there for the thirst wagon of him. I think that he is very attractive. I just, I don't know. He's he's little Mark Ruffalo. I just... Oh, baby Mark. Little Mark. We got Jordan Fisher here. That's that's a new face here. But Jordan Fisher, he's been around. He was in like, <laughs> like some Disney original movies. Did some voice work for She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. You know, good... Nice, nice boy. Boy. Yeah, this is just, there are a lot of, like, nice boys. You got Ross Butler in here, that's a nice boy. And a bunch of people. Holland Taylor is here. And, you know, that's a nice woman. (laughs) She is a nice woman. She is the older lesbian I want to hang out with. Yes. Corvid is here. That's that's a real, like, rom-com all-star here, because this man is in My Big Fat Greek Wedding and Sex and City. That's <laughs> hey, that is that is a range. That is being an icon, and <laughs> we support it <laughs> absolutely. Oh my god, he was also in that Ramona Quimby movie that um that was the first time I saw Joey King. He's like the is he like the dad in that? Yeah, he's Robert Quimby. I haven't even seen that, but now I kind of now I kind of want to. What a guy! So. Everybody watched the first movie, I assume, because everybody was tweeting about it like oh for constantly. sure constantly. I think it I think it hit one of those Netflix records when it first came out. I I would have to back myself up, so you know don't don't come at me if I'm wrong. But I I think I remember it like 
having most streams of whatever, you know, one of those records. People were watching it, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's a whole thing with the this girl, dead mom, always, always with the dead mom. Got all these love letters that her little, her precocious sister sent out. Love the precocious sister. All of the shenanigans that happen, and then she gets little Mark Ruffalo, and then you think this is a nice, sweet little thing. Never really expected it to get a sequel, and yet here we are. Yeah, it's definitely not a movie that set up a sequel. Even though it's based on books, uh, like a, a series of books, it doesn't set it up in a way that makes you think, oh, yes, we are going to get multiple movies. So when this one came out, it definitely felt like Netflix knows that they can make more money. You know, they the first one did really well. Probably half of the people, pre I'm sure, at least are on the Netflix payroll already. And then the actors, a lot of them are young actors. A lot of them are semi-new actors. So, of course, they're going to want to do it. You know, they, it was in the bag. They were like, we, we can easily pump out another. But there wasn't... Like, it had to manufacture conflict, which you could argue, well, doesn't every movie? Sure. But for a sequel, usually you're set up with threads of conflict that feel really natural. With this one, it's... Okay, I mean, in the first movie, Laura Jean writes all these letters to all the boys she's had crushes on, right? Yeah. And she doesn't get responses from all of them. But in that, you know, her you know, her sister meddles and like decides to send out the letters. And then her sister who, you know, is very funny, Kitty. She's very much the one who tried to help orchestrate Laura Jean and Peter getting together. Peter being Noah Centineo, um, getting together in the first place. So that that's the seed that sprouts in this sequel is that those letters are still out there. Yes, the letters are still out there. And, you know, one of the guys who we didn't meet... And because he moved away, one of the guys that we didn't meet, that's who Jordan Fisher is playing, whose name is John Ambrose McLaren. This this is a black <laughs> Okay, good. That he's wasn't, like, I was like, like, am I being racist? This just no, seems like a weird name for is, him. It is, like, <laughs> it is like the biracial jumped all the way out. That is incredible. That is disrespectful to the kid. It was. It's so rude. <laughs> it's so rude to him. I was like, this is like the name for a Rain Wilson character. Like, <laughs> and it's so funny too because like when <laughs> when Laura Jean talks about him, she's like, oh, he was so cool and like everybody liked you. And it's like, it's it's like he's <laughs> it's like John is the only person that's like, you know that I was a dork, right? And you liked me because we were both dorks. Like they never have like a full conversation about it, but it's so obvious. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Like, they were just both, like, adorable dorks, and, I mean, like, one of the core memories that made her, in her words, know that she loved him was they showed up to a Halloween party, I mean, classic, right? And they're, they're like, eight or nine, right? They're fully little children, and everybody else was, like, dressed cool, and they were both dressed in, like, these, like, dorky costumes, <laughs> Like they were both dressed as food, weren't they? Yeah, it was something like that. I know that I know that John Ambrose, John Ambrose was like a deviled egg, and I was yeah. just like, wow. Yeah, and so that was when she was like, oh, and, and I mean, you know, as a child, of course, that is going to be something where you're like, oh my gosh, my crush is dressed up like similar to me. We are totally connected. But it's very funny as a teen to look back at that and be like, yeah. <laughs> it's so uh, so this movie is essentially like the two all the boys franchise doing 
Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason, because it's just like you have the guy and now you're just being insecure. <laughs> yeah, because it's like she's dating. You know, it starts out and like Noah takes her to a nice dinner and like at the dinner, she's like, oh, my gosh, this is my first date. I've never been a girlfriend before. And he's just like, OK. And he's just like, yeah, but like, you know me. I'm like, we're just at dinner. Like, chill. Yeah. He's like, well, we've hung out. It's pretty yeah, much the same. Like you hung out while you liked me. And, you know, she's all awkward. And then they like they like go on multiple dates. Like the movie starts with like them going on dates. And the he only takes her on nice dates. Night, man. Like, I was like, sick. I actually I think I've been on a couple dates like that in my life. Like, in my life. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm like, damn. And, yeah, he has, like, taken her out. And, like, so it's establishing, like, oh, look at how cute they are. They're together. And the only insecurity that we really see at the very beginning, and I mean, like, first five minutes, is her just being like, I don't know how to be a girlfriend. And I was kind of like, this is where I was like, I get that you're in high school, and I get that in high school it's really easy to compare yourself and feel like, you're behind, but it's super normal to have your first partner, your first boyfriend or girlfriend or partner at like 17 or 16. Like that's not old, you know? So it was funny to me that she's just like, oh my God, I'm so inexperienced. I was like, oh baby, (laughs) that's like like, really normal. (laughs) This girl is so like a person this manicured being this insecure just like really stresses me out because I'm just like, God, what if I really, like, got my shit together and, like, dressed the way that I want to and looked the way that I want to and I was still carrying on like this? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Like, it's like, she's just very, like, oh, no. She's sitting there just, like, poreless, gorgeous, right. making headbands look cool Shine. I know, somehow she makes head- headbands look cool. Like, this she has this hot boyfriend who's obsessed with her. This little baby is just, like... Like, like, literally stunting on the hose, like, every single day. Like, every, like, <laughs> like, like, honestly, if I was trying to gas her up, like, if I was her friend, I was like, you make everybody else look like shit. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> she is, and, and in that way that seems effortless, like, you know it's not effortless, but it seems, which is, of course, extra ideal in high school because everything's so, like, you're so analyzed, you know, as, as a kid, but especially as, like, a teen girl. So, like, that she gets to pull off this, like, I'm just effortlessly glowing, you know? I'm like, just like, oh, my God, that dress that she I'm wears. I'm so down to earth, end. but also so hot. And that dress that she wears at the end with the hair. And then, like, Holland Taylor's like, oh, my God. I'm just, I was also just like, oh, my God. I was, like, thinking about how, like, when I went to, like, a prom, I, like, had such bad anxiety. I got, like, pit stains in my dress because I was sweating so much, and I spilled a rock star on it, and I was just, like, comparing that in my head to, like, her, like, coming down, like, like royalty, just, like, fully just, like, you know? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And, and I, I was having a great time at prom. Like, I knew I had rock star in my dress. I was dancing. I was like, whatever. <laughs> you know, so I was just like, dang. Yeah, and then she's just like, so... <laughs> her being threatened by Genevieve is so funny because like Genevieve is like she's fine it's really not like that deep <laughs> like yeah I, like she's she's, she's like, also cute she's like but... a, she's like adorable well I think that also like the 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 kind of conflict there is that Genevieve like was sexually active with Peter and she has never had sex 
And so yeah. she's like, I kind of wish that the movie kind of like, like dealt with that a little bit more that it's like, she feels inexperienced because then it would like, you know, thematically kind of work with her going for John Ambrose, who she runs into again because they're both volunteering at the same old folks home. And, like, of course, they're amazing at it because they're dorks. And I don't even mean that in a mean way. I mean, like, they're dorks. Yeah, <laughs> no, just, I mean... They're just, like, sweet, good kids who make straight A's, who have never had alcohol before, never had sex. John Ambrose, legit, never seen marijuana in his life. No way. Like, <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. These, o- only on those like ads, those black and white ads from like the early 90s that maybe his mom showed him to scare him. Like, <laughs> these are like the people that you put on the brochure for a school when you're trying to get people to come. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> like, they're just so wholesome. And I, I, I agree with you because, you know, Laura Jean expresses her insecurity about not knowing how to be a girlfriend, but I think it would be more compelling if the movie let it be a little more about sex. Um, that's what it, because that's what it is. Yeah, because she obviously knows how to hang out. She knows how to hang out with Noah. Like, he he really likes her. Like, she is obviously somebody who other people have crushes on. Like, so that is not the issue. It's that she feels insecure about the the mating rituals you know like that's the vibe and and yeah. i mean there's like one small conflict between her and noah is that a lot of the as they say a lot of the girlfriends dress up for the games and she's like i don't know like i don't know how to do all this you know and and to me it was like i don't think that laura jean actually is like oh i don't know how to dress up because again like you said jordan she's very manicured literally you dress up every day right like i was like it's not like a matter of like oh like you know she's goth and she's with this like jock and she's like I'm not gonna like clean up in the way you want me to you know it's not that oh my it's god just, that would I want to watch I would that movie. love that anyway go ahead um <laughs> it's it's like it does feel like it's about the sex it's about like well what is looking hot for my boyfriend mean in this public way it kind of like signifies us fucking or us being together in this like sexual attraction way that she's not yet ready for or she just doesn't know if she is. Yeah, like, in this, <laughs> I feel like I'm... <laughs> Go for it. It's so hard to talk about these, like, chill these babies. These I know, I know, because I'm, like, I'm, like, in my 30s. So, right? like, it is very funny to be, like, this high schooler just needs to. <laughs> this fictional high schooler who's played by, like, a 20-year-old needs to figure out how to communicate about her sexuality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, please, like, just be... You know, just be open about it, sweetheart. Yes, because it's just like what it... Because what the movie seems to think that it's doing is that she's having doubts about Peter. But that's not really it. The problem is is that she is afraid of an adult, real relationship that she has to participate in, in which there are, like, consequences, there's physicality, something real, something that's not imaginary. And so John Ambrose seems like a good, you know, way to run away from that because that dude has no experience. Like, if if you're in high school and you're like, I'm a virgin and I'm uncomfortable and I don't want to be with someone who's, like, sexually active because it makes me feel pressured, I want to be with another virgin. John Ambrose, that's another virgin. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Like, And in many ways, I, like... Not to be like how far have they both gotten, but I feel like she's done more than him, you know? Like Oh, absolutely. Like so there's definitely this this element of 
that being a big thing that it's not that it's never mentioned, but it's very much not mentioned in the way that it should be because it, it's yeah. the main conflict is her being like, I feel insecure. I don't know how to be a girlfriend. And then like, of course she gets a letter back from John Ambrose before she goes to volunteer. And it's like really nice. And he's like, Oh my God, I'm oh so my flattered. God, that letter. When she, you're always so pretty and cool. It's so cool. How complex he's like, you had such complex thoughts at 11. I was just, you know, eating my mom's snacks and you were like, you had all these feelings and like blah, blah, blah. And then of course she's like, Oh shit. I have all these like, should I write him back? And then she tells she, oh, Peter her, about it. And Peter's <laughs> her trying to get ready to reply to that letter was so funny because like the whole time I was just like, no, yeah, no, don't write. Like, don't anything. do it. It's a trap. Don't do yeah. anything. What are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's fully a trap. Yeah, it's so funny because like she's you know that that starts and then of course. She tells Peter, and Peter's like, okay, are you going to respond? Or, like, what do you want me to know? And she's like, I don't know. And Peter's actually really chill about it. He's just like, okay, whatever. And he knows Johnny and Bros because they all, like, grew up in the same basic, like, elementary school or whatever. And then she, you know, ends up volunteering at the same place as John Ambrose. And of course it's like, and of course there's this moment, there's like this scene where she like knocks over like a candy bowl and then she like like, falls on her back. And then like John Ambrose is like, oh no, like, let me check to make sure you don't have a concussion. It's very clear she doesn't have a concussion. It's not that bad of a fall. Like, it's it's bad, but it's not, like, she's not passed out, you know? And she's like, he's like, do you know who I am? And she's like, yes, I wrote a love letter to you. Oh uh, my god. Oh my god. These fucking nerds. These children. I know they're so cute. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, no, they're, they're really, they're really cute. When I say nerds, I say that with love. I'm oh, a nerd. Yeah. Like, if there any, like, if any, like, uh, I'm not... <laughs> Because I, I was homeschooled, have... I can't bully anyone, you know, like, <laughs> like any picture of me from high school will reveal to you that I was a virgin who couldn't drive. So like, it's fine. Yeah, I was also <laughs> a virgin who couldn't drive. So, you know, I just took the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever, man. But like, it's so, they're so funny. It's like, they're just like little. I think what's funny, I think why I'm like, oh, they're so precious is I do feel like at that age, I fronted more than they do, you know? Yeah, no. Like, I definitely, like, tried to be more, like, kind of snarky or whatever I thought was cool and, like, you know, sarcastic and joking and, like, edgy, and they just don't. Like, they're just so, like... They're so earnest. They don't even pretend to be cool. Yeah, like, they're so wholesome, (laughs) and it's just, like, it melts my heart, but I'm also just, like, what's the conflict in this movie? Okay. There is no conflict because you have got a hot boyfriend who is crazy about you, and there's absolutely no point in this movie. Like, unlike... It is very pointless. Unlike, unlike ki- The Kissing Booth 2, which has, like, the whole, like, Chloe situation, there is no point in this movie where I believe that Peter is not, like, in love, love with her. Yeah, because, like, also, like, Laura Jean, you know, she does have insecurities about Jen because, you know, Jen and Peter dated, and... And also, Jen and Laura Jean were friends as kids. So there's that, there's also that plot line. It's not explored very much in this. There's one scene that kind of explores it. Yeah. Of that, I, I feel like I see in a lot of the Netflix movies now where there's like two young girls 
who were friends and then one of them became popular and the other didn't and then they're no longer friends and so then there's almost this like weird you know they miss each other but then there's like maybe a nemesis thing and usually it's centered around a boy and I find that kind of plot interesting when it's actually like dug into but it's not really with them it's just like kind of mentioned in this movie but that feels also like part of it is that Laura Jean is just like oh she used to be my friend and then she got cool and she had sex yeah and and again it's like okay but you're cool like you're gonna like go to college and like go to Harvard and like you know like she's gonna be fine she's gonna be like a millionaire like Like, you can tell like like, and so there are like scenes where they're like alone in the car and then she's like imagining Jen there like judging and it's just like I mean I feel like a broken record but it's like he chose you and like when he literally left her for you like I mean they broke (laughs) up but like you know it it's very clear he chose you Yeah, and even when he does spend time with Jen, like, it's clear that he's just trying to be a good guy. And, like, you find out that that Jen's parents are getting divorced, and that's why he's, like, you know, spending time with her. And then, like, but then Laura Jean's just, like, you always put her first. And it's just, like, when? When he's taking you on these, like, like, extravagant dates for a high school kid? Like, four-star restaurant dates. And he, he, like, (laughs) like, one of their fights, okay, this cracked me up so much, Jordan. One of their, I mean, it's not even a full fight, but, like, he, like, reads a poem to her, and then she finds out he didn't actually write the poem like she's like wait I thought you wrote the poem and he's like no I'm not a good writer but I wish I had and like I'm like I'm sorry I'm sorry he's on the basketball team and he read you a poem this is where I'm like yeah no I'm I'm a grown lady that's just like what like I'm like I'm sorry if that is your fight you are doing amazing like if your fight is like you're just not a good enough poet as an athlete but you appreciate poetry and sentimentality enough to read one to me as a 17 year old boy I don't know if if anyone that I've dated, male or female, non-binary, nobody, has ever read me a fucking poem. Yeah. Like, yeah. I couldn't even imagine, like, I couldn't even fathom it. <laughs> yeah. Mean, it's crazy. No, totally. I was like, I was like, this is, like, amazing. And, uh, okay, there's, like, a moment where, and I'm just fully putting this on here. The movie is not creating this at all. But there's a moment with Laura Jean and Jen where I was like, are they gay for each other? What's going on? When they're in this, okay, so there's all this conflict that's not real conflict where Laura Jean is like, you know, threatened by Jen and all this stuff. And then they meet up to talk and Laura Jean's like, I realize that I like, you know, I've been insecure about Noah, but, you know, really like there's voiceover that's like, really, I just like, I'm the one who's not over her. And that wording, I was like, what? (laughs) And they're like in there just talking about their feelings. I was like, this, like the poetry reading and then like them in the tree house. I was like, this movie is like so like lesbian while being incredibly straight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Oh man, that tree house. That tree house was fucking beautiful. I was so jealous of tree houses growing up and like this just reminds me of just like what, like there were scenes, like you can tell this was made by a cinematographer because in terms of like a movie, it's kind of shapeless, but in terms of like how it looks, like I look at that tree house, amazing. Oh yeah, no, this movie is really pretty, which also I would say, you know, we obviously we just talked about the Kissing Booth trilogy. Like if I'm going to watch a movie that doesn't have a point, at least make it pretty, you know, give me something, give me a good soundtrack, make it pretty, give me good actors. Like this one is pretty. So 
Well, and it's also a lot shorter. You know, it's an hour and 42 minutes instead of like two hours and 10 minutes. Like that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. this one could still probably be trimmed down 10 or 15 minutes because like really there's not a whole lot that happens, but it's not a two hour journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's de- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, I mean, so like, okay, so Holland Taylor is there because she, you know, lives at the, I think it's like an assisted living community. And she's like, I mean, she's Holland Taylor, so she's wonderful. And her character's name is Stormy. I forgot to mention that. Yes, we love Stormy. That's, I just, that's definitely a choice. It is for sure a choice. (laughs) And Stormy's fantastic. And of course, she immediately, she's very like, oh, there's young people. Let's hang out. Like, she's like, I'm bored. People aren't fun enough. Let's hang out. So she's like hanging out with Laura Jean. And she's always kind of giving her advice. Like, Laura Jean confides in her about, like, I don't know what to do. I really like my boyfriend. But sometimes I feel like insecure, like I'm not enough for him. And then I also kind of like have these old feelings for John Ambrose. And Stormy is just like stirring the pot. Like, she's just like, oh, man. Stor- she's just like, just try shit. <laughs> Stormy is just, like, horny and wants to get into everybody's business, which is something that I relate very deeply to. Like, that is that is me. Like, old, old me will be like that. <laughs> yeah, like, she's fully just like, let me watch this, like, rom-com play out that like I am in. She's, like, constantly, like, trying to get Laura Jean to have alcohol. <laughs> and oh, Laura, yeah. And Laura Jean's like, no, thank you. She's like, Are you, she's like oh, come on, kid. You this can have one margarita. Chi- this child's being like, oh, no, oh, no, thank you. I know. I just like these. Oh my God. It's just so funny because, like, at that age, I was still technically going to church. I mean, I didn't have much choice, but if I was offered alcohol, I was going to have it. (laughs) So it's just so funny. She's just such a good, like, you know, by the book. I mean, they're volunteering at this retirement home because it's going to look good on their application for college. You know, that's the mindset for everything. So, like, Stormy is just like, you know, like, feelings don't always make sense, but you got to honor them. They're your feelings. This is your reality. So. So then, of course, Laura Jean and so Laura Jean and Johnny Ambrose talk about this time capsule that they like buried when they were young and like they want to dig it up and then like put new things into the time capsule. And because they all grew up like in the same elementary school, you know, Laura Jean hasn't told him that she's dating Peter because she feels weird because, you know, she has this subliminal crush on John Ambrose that she's not admitting to herself yet. So anyways, they end up having this group hang that goes really bad with Peter and with um, her friend. Oh, yeah, because she didn't. It's like, how do you not tell this dude that this is your boyfriend when like, like you're all going to be there? Like, I just yeah. wanted to be like, come on, girl. Like, this doesn't even seem like you. You're more thorough than that. She is. And also like John Ambrose and Peter were friends as kids. And that's something that John Ambrose talks about to Laura Jean. He's like, you know, like everyone had a crush on him. So like you think everyone liked me, but really they just talked to me because they wanted to be. So like it's really not only is it dropping the ball, but it's very insensitive for her to not tell him. And also it's insensitive to Peter to just like, it's all weird. Yeah, yeah. So they hang out and there's like, I don't know, seven of them. I don't even care about a few of them. Her, her fun friend. Oh yeah. Christine well, is there. Yeah. We like yeah. Her. Cause she's, she's having like a G plot with Ross Butler where they're hanging out in like the wood shop class. And yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, man, maybe give us more hijinks or give us nothing. (laughs) 
That's that's exactly how I feel. I think the actress Madeline Arthur who plays Christine, she's really fun. Like she's a fun character that's just underutilized in this one. She is like yeah, she has definitely like early like Nickelodeon energy. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good description. And so like again, like this hangout is so. I, f- I feel like I'm bullying these kids, but like it's so. <laughs> it's just so dorky. Like they're like we're gonna Reason. we're gonna like un we're <laughs> like we're gonna like pull up like our time capsule and put memories in there you know and like we're gonna have pizza and I'm just like oh this like youth group ass activity (laughs) like this virginal behavior (sighs) is so funny to me and so like and then of course it ends up being awkward because John Ambrose realizes that Laura Jean is dating Peter and then Peter's like what the fuck you didn't tell him and so then Peter's kind of mean to John Ambrose he like brings up he's like he does that passive aggressive thing where he's like oh I remember you used to stutter but you don't anymore and it's like <laughs> oh, that's that stutter comment I was it's like, like why the fuck would you bring was, that up I was like, just like dude like that's the thing like that's how you know these kids are like soft and and by soft I mean that in a complimentary way good for you guys because me if it were me we would have had an altercation. You're like, excuse oh, yeah. me, what the fuck are you talking about? That was middle school. This is high school. Shut your mouth. Also, like, also being like, <laughs> wow, good job. Like, thanks. Yeah, it was really hard. I couldn't pick that I had a stutter. I had to do speech. Like, fuck you, dude. Just like, yeah, just like, what are you talking about? It's like, you're already, like, you're, you're, you're already like, the, like, you're fucking... like the hot basketball yeah. star. This guy fucking, like, probably owns an ascot. Like, you can chill out. <laughs> John Ambrose, like, he's just like, yeah, I'm sure my speech therapist would be happy to hear that. And I was like, wow, the pain, the pain. This poor child. This poor child. This child, we didn't see his parents, but I just feel like he had to have been raised by white people because, like, what happened? Yeah, This poor baby is not going to make it in the world. Yeah, I'm just like, we need the movie where he reckons with his identity. That's going to be a rough one. Oh, my God. It'll be corny, but it'll be incredible. Exactly. Sometimes corny is good. Sometimes you need corny. And so then, of course, after that, you know, gathering, Peter and Laura Jean get in a fight. And Peter's just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, inviting John Ambrose, not telling him that we're dating. Like, do you like him? Like, what's going on? And she's like, no, but apparently I'm so bad at being a girlfriend. Oh, my God. And she's just like, you know. Oh, my God. Their breakup is so ridiculous because, like, she's just like. I need to get the necklace off. And then he's like taking it off her and it's clear that he's taking forever because he doesn't want to take it off her and she doesn't want to stop wearing it. Yeah, she's and fully I'm like dumping just, herself. I'm just sitting here just like, you don't have to be you doing don't have to any break of up. this. This is this so is dumb. <laughs> so then they're breaking up because like she's basically like, fine. And then and then like she goes, they have this like dance at the assisted living retirement center. And, you know, John Ambrose, like, mentioned, like, he's, like, playing piano, right? And he's, of course, he's really good at piano. And he's, like, almost, like, serenading Laura Jean. But in that way where it's, like, don't worry, it's not a serenade. It's, like, you can sing with me, but I'm just, like, really good at piano. And then he kind of mentions off cuff something about, like, oh, we should you know, oh, right, you're probably going to bring Peter to the dance here. And she's like, well, actually, we broke up. And then he's like, would you go to the dance here? And I love it because it's not prom. It's like a dance with a bunch of old people, which honestly sounds more fun than prom. Like, oh I want to get lit with Holland Taylor. Those getting down. I was like, they are fucking. The old people are the only ones fucking in this movie. <laughs> 
which like good like teens should you know focus on school I don't want to be a weirdo who's like they need to have sex but like I do think it's funny because I'm like Holland Taylor is like fully she's doing it you know mm-hmm. she's got she she's she's fine just what what a like a gorgeous woman like I was looking at Holland Taylor like wow I am just fully bisexual like yeah. I might, it might not even be like a half and half thing like it's really just like t- tilted towards women. I mean she's she's got the sauce she, you know her yeah. and Sarah Paulson beautiful we love it yeah yeah oh my god so, bad bitches only bad bitches only absolutely so then of course Johnny Ambrose is all like oh oh I'm so sorry well would you want to go to the dance and Laura Jean's like I'd love to but then at the dance it's like they're having fun but then she's got this distant look in her eyes and then he can clock it and he's like it's Peter, isn't it? And she's like, yeah, I'm so sorry. It's nothing about you. And I'm like, what a waste of time. What a waste of his time. Honestly, <laughs> if he, if he's in the third movie, I'm going to riot. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want a Marco situation with this kid. I know. Oh my God. They better not Marco him. And so, of course, you know, she, she goes to Holland Taylor and she's like, oh my God, I just messed everything up. And she's like, do I go back to Peter and tell him I made a mistake? And Holland Taylor's just like, yeah. I mean, you can tell that Holland Taylor's like, girl, you're 17. You'll be fine. But she's like, yeah, you know. And and Laura Jean's like, well, but then I f- what if Peter says no and I fucked it up with two guys? And Holland Taylor's like, well, then it'll hurt. But that's life. Yeah. She's, I like, mean, po- she's like pouring back her Manhattan. She's, she's like, just like, you know, sometimes. Like, and it's also the thing, the great thing about Holland Taylor and it's like kind of what we've been saying is that Holland Taylor knows that Laura Jean is like on the road to being a bad bitch. Like, oh, Holland, yeah. That's why Holland Taylor is not worried. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's just like, you need to go through some heartbreak. You need to put yourself out there. You need to make mistakes. You know, it's going to be OK. Like, you'll be fine. And so then, of course, Laura Jean goes back to Peter and, I mean, shocker, he's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, duh. Like, he never, she, he, like, she is the one who was creating problems, this, not him. This, like, like he, of the, of this, the, like, hunk of, like, crush is of, just. Yes. Of the new young boys of the new class, like, this is one with sauce, where every single time I saw him, I was like, I totally believe it. I, I believe get everything it. that you're saying. I get it. Like, go little little ruffalo go it's so cute it's fun to see a new ruffalo grow up it's so so cute such a little cutie so cute oh oh yeah also her dad is like dating the lady from blockers <laughs> which like one of the ladies from. okay blockers. also i had a moment where i was like i am bisexual and getting older because i kind of found them hot together they were like okay thank you because i was like yeah. i'm kind of into both of them <laughs> just them at the grocery store I together like, yeah. i was like i want them to make me their third at the grocery store <laughs> I'm okay with being their unicorn. <laughs> I, I love that this movie is already, I mean, it's already leaps and bounds better than the Kissing Booth series, but it's like Laura Jean finds out that her dad has a crush and she just acts normal about it. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. That was one of the notes I wrote down is I was like, oh, look, you know, in the Kissing Booth 3, uh, Elle's dad has a crush and she like freaks out and they both have dead moms. But Laura Jean's like, oh my God, my dad is happy. This is so cute. And she even wing woman's her dad. Like she sees him kind of being awkward with the neighbor and she's like, and Laura Jean just like swoops in and invites the neighbor over for their like little holiday. And, and I'm like, yeah, this is how a teenager, I mean, obviously everyone reacts different, but I was like, this, this makes sense for this character. 
And I like this character more, which makes it much easier to watch a movie that's ultimately has no real stakes. No real stakes at all, but it, like at least it's like dad having a normal flirtation, being normal. And also I love that he's still just like very, very into like like the culture of his wife. Like it's not just like he's just like, oh, I'm just yeah. a white guy. Like I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah, no, that's, I love that, too. I like love, it. was so cute. He's so, yeah, he wants to make sure that, like, Korean culture is, like, a part of their daily lives, and, like, they still go visit um, his late wife's family, like, and, like, celebrate holidays and everything, and, like, he is, yeah, he's, like, a white man where you're, like, no, this, like, you, like, love her, like, this is real, like, and you love your daughters, and you really are trying to be aware of, like, their identities um and then also like now you're fucking the lady from blockers and y'all are hot so go off (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 good and the little sister is so adorable i love how she's just like like the fact that laura jean bakes so much as she's just like why are you baking that when you should be baking that i'm just like i don't Uh, (laughs) she has she's so has cornered younger sister energy like i was like wow she is really good at this also she's 18 now which makes me feel strange because i'm just like oh but you're like 11 because you're 11 in these movies so (laughs) you know anna cathcart shout out to you I mean, honestly, with this movie, I wouldn't tell people to watch it because it is ultimately pointless. I would just say watch the first one. Yeah, just yeah, just watch the first one and just like <laughs> definitely watch these over the if you want to like like waste like five hours. Well, not waste because the first one is good, but if you want to just like kill like five hours of your life and you just want to watch this trilogy, I'm sure that the third one isn't that bad. Well, we'll see. Maybe the third one will make me angry, but it can't be as bad as the kissing booth. I mean, yeah, this <laughs> the second one is so much easier on my soul than the kissing booth two was and the kissing booth three. So I feel like the third it might be worse than this one, but I don't think it's going to be as infuriating because the characters are more likable. Like they have more. I don't know. They're just like. I just like them more. <laughs> I don't know how else to put yeah. it. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, we appreciate you and we like you. And, you know, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on TikTok. You can follow us on Instagram. We have a Patreon with all sorts of exciting bonus episodes. We've covered The OC, How I Met Your Mother. We have In the Smut, where we cover erotic thrillers. We have Young Adult Swim, where Jordane and Zora cover young adult movies. And, you know, we're going to have more stuff coming out. So tune in and you'll get newsletters. And you can also request a movie that we will cover on our main pod if you are a patron above $5. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. I'm Jordan Searles. Bye. Bye. Yeah.